Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Hi, I'm Kylie Merritt, the founder of Ausbiz. Our goal at Ausbiz is to provide you with news and information you can use to make better investment decisions, whether it's live, on demand, in the newsletter or a podcast like the COB. We make it available at no cost to you. The bigger our audience, the more we can invest in great content. So I have a favour to ask. If you could take a minute to leave a review of the COB in the Apple Podcast app, it'll help us grow. And of course, don't forget to catch up with all the best interviews each day at ausbiz.com.au. Thanks for listening. From Barangaroo Studios, the Ausbiz COB is the key stuff you need to know about the day in business and finance. Well, good afternoon or evening to you. Hello and welcome to the COB. It is the 8th of March. I'm Nadine Blaney here with David Scott. Good day, David. It's been a great day. And uh, before I kick off, a uh, happy uh, International uh, Women's Day around the world. Uh, I hope everyone's having a fantastic day. All the special women in my life in particular, yourself included. Oh, thanks, Scotty. Listen, I was at a really nice luncheon uh, um, hosted by Creditor Watch, actually. Um, there was a good panel discussion going on just talking about... Well, not just about, you know, some of the challenges being faced on International Women's Day, but a really good opportunity to just talk to other women about how they get where they, how they got where they are. Um, yeah, so for anybody who's had those conversations, look, um, yeah, we wish you well. Let's talk about the market, though, shall we? Familiar territory with the S&P ASX 200 up by four-tenths of one percent. We thought it was going to be a bit better than that, didn't we? Uh, well, the initial uh, early stages of trade suggest it would be. I had doubts about the resilience and, uh, and so it proved to be. I went uh, my Davy Downer. Uh, I don't want to be that person, but uh, yeah, couldn't even go and recoup the, uh, the losses that we saw on Friday. Uh, suggest that it was very much priced in. And uh, in the background, it also tells me a little bit of an inkling that uh, the concerns about what's been going on with rising bond yields have not yet dissipated. Yeah, because um, when he's talking about it being priced in, it's that $1.9 trillion stimulus package that's set to pass the House of Congress in, uh, in the US on Tuesday. The Congress, I should say. The House of Congress, I like it, yeah. (laughs) Anyways, I think I'm thinking House of Cards. But anyways, (laughs) (laughs) I digress. Long lunch. Um, (laughs) No, uh, but, uh, you know, yeah, I mean, with an improving economy, with the vaccine rollout, that does raise the possibility, you know, that the U.S. Fed will need to do something in terms of uh, yield curve control or, heaven forbid, lifting rates. But, Scotty, still, you know, we had more Fed speakers through the weekend period. They are not seeing anything dysfunctional at this time in the markets, bond markets particularly. Yes, not yet is the uh, probably the key phrase there. I think that the data coming through in the next couple of months is going to be red hot and uh, we top that uh, $1.9 trillion of STEMI on top of that, uh, the reopening of the economy, it's, the market is going to go and test the Fed one way or another. So mark my words, volatility is going to be around for some time yet. And it was very volatile in New York on Friday. And we did see that big fade coming through the afternoon. So yes, 
volatility, then you come to opportunity. Um, we had a good conversation today with Rob Shears. He is from Valor Private Wealth, and he talked to us about boring and safe, three companies that are boring and safe, but actually quite exciting. He's of the view that, yeah, companies sh should be profitable, and that uh, a lot of these, he called them gamey, gamey gaming kind of stocks, you know, that, that perhaps their time has come and gone. So if you want to listen to three companies that he calls boring and safe, plus one exciting and exotic company, which I've never had a chat about before, you can access that interview via the show notes. Oh, I've you won't tell you. me. You won't I'm tell me what it I'm is. I'm going to tell you. No, you've got to listen to the interview. You will be wiser for it. Okay, so if we take a look at sector performances today, materials did outperform. Boy, that was a strong read coming from China over the weekend in terms of exports. Yeah, yeah. Uh no doubt the, uh, the figure itself looks very positive and it is. Uh, and the fact that it beat by such a, a large margin is also pretty impressive. But the one thing that I would go and caution is that uh, I don't think in the 20 odd years that I've been doing this that I've seen economists get even close to the mark when it comes to uh, guesstimating forecasting trends in this Lunar New Year period. So uh, quite easily the, uh, the, the vigor we saw in this month's results, or the, I say months because it was January and February, mm -hmm, could months. easily be reversed in March. Of course, this time last year, it was a very different story what was going on in the Chinese economy in particular. It was down. So uh, I'd expect to go and see some pretty big growth rates, both from the exports and import side of the equation. Very key to go and see what happens with China's credit impulse that comes through. I think we've got some uh, lending data uh, that may start coming through in the you know, coming days on that front. That to me is going to be so crucial. We talk about the likes of a uh, commodity super cycle and the like, uh, no robust synchronized growth. If China is not part of that story, we're not going to have those things. Yeah, but the data to this point has been quite strong. And uh, the material space was one of the best performers. Uh, BHP up by 2.5% today. Rio, in case you hadn't seen it yet, up by more than 3%. We also saw some good gains being made in the energy space. Santos was the exception to the rule. It had a big uh, sell down of its shares by one of its key investors. But yeah, we've got oil prices looking really strong and we get some further demand data coming from OPEC plus which will help color I suppose what we expect coming from that cartel in the coming months uh, I had a good chat with Sol Kavanagh he is the oil and gas analyst at Credit Suisse today look he says we could very well be on the cusp of an oil super cycle but the caveat to that is that of course it depends on what the U.S. supply side response will be still though Take some time. If you want to listen to that interview, I think it's up on the website. I'm going to do a pop quiz. Yeah. Have you noticed uh, high petrol prices at the pump? Yeah. A lot of the, I think a lot of other people have too. I managed to jag an exceptionally good price uh, in Adelaide when I was there a couple of weeks back. But yeah, I'm, uh, I'm noticing it as well. And I, I, think I saw 170 somewhere on the weekend. Yeah, I think it's definitely starting to go and play through behaviorally uh, how things are going. I'm really intrigued because inflation expectations, if that starts shifting uh, behavior permanently, well, this whole idea that, oh, it's going to be a transitory uh, inflationary cycle, it might not come to fruition. So interesting. Mm. If you see topping two bucks a litre, make sure you tell me. No, oh, I will. I will. I know you're not filling up all the time, nor am I these days. That being said, taking the bus and all, but I do always watch out for petrol prices. Good barbecue conversation. <laughs> <laughs> that in property, of that, course. I was going to say that in property. Nerida Constaby, who is the chief economist at REA, was at this luncheon, and yeah, we had a bit of a laugh about that. She said, look, it's not, sh it's not slowing. Um, her view is that, look, there will be macro-pru. Is that what we're calling it? Stimmy and macro-pru? 
um, regulations coming in. Yeah, you know. maybe, maybe MP, who knows? Like just MP. Sh- yeah. well, we'll go with the flow. Yeah. We're pretty cool prune, around here. Bit, bit of prune, <laughs> bit of stimmy. <laughs> All right. Um, Carl McIntyre was our guest host actually from 10 till 12. He's in the show notes. He talks to us about um, some of the sectors that he's backing. Had a good conversation about Qantas as well. And uh, he as well talks about what he's backing in the commodity space, including oil. Again, it's just a tease. I'm not going to tell you what company they're quite happy holding in the portfolio. You asked him a great question as well about IPOs. And uh, I'm going to go and borrow some of his thoughts Mm -hmm. uh, relating to the uh, SPAC attack, as I'm calling it, in the United (laughs) States. So look forward to that later in the week. Yeah, interesting. He said that just this year alone, they've had uh, 18 corporate deals put in front of them. He said that they've got two, two that may be of Don't give it all away. I'm not. That's it. That's all I'm going to say. Boy, I'm really loving the tease today. Ron Shamgar is in the show notes as well. He talks about some companies in the tech space that you may still want to hold because, again, when we talk about this rotation out of tech into cyclicals, it doesn't mean blanket. It doesn't mean sell everything in the tech space or sell all your growth names. Uh, you know, there's, there's nuance to this whole investing thing. So that's in the show notes as well. Darn, I missed a segue. Stock of the day. Santos. Let's get right to it, shall we? We spoke with Nathan Samasundram, Deep Data Analytics, and Francesco Destratus from Ord Minette. Here's what they had to say about STO. It's purely on the um, supply restrictions. It's got not, yep. nothing to do with demand yet. Uh, the biggest consumer of oil or energy per se on transport is the aeroplanes. If you're, gonna, if you're not got planes flying around, you're gonna have weak demands. Now, this is the Chinese dominant shareholder getting out. Mm. What are they telling you about where things are? So you got to follow the smart money. They're big guys. They need to get out before the cycle starts to show everyone else. Now, for me, the risk is more in the energy than mining. Okay. So if you've been there, you've done well, follow the big guy and take profit. We've got it trading at around 13 times, uh, FY22. Um, I like Santos. We've got an accumulate recommendation on it. Right. Um, methane's probably right on the short term. You know, it's probably got a little bit ahead of itself. But from a long-term investment point of view, we like Santos. Um, you know, just like, like their, their cost of production is very low. You know, yep. at, at you know current oil prices and oil prices going to move around a bit. But at these levels, and even at sort of thirty or forty dollars a barrel, they're still making reasonable money. You know, but mm. the cash flows they're receiving at the moment are quite substantial. So we like Santos. Okay. So there are a few thoughts from our expert guests on Santos. Safe to say it's not going in the portfolio, Sketty. Yeah, and accumulate and uh, no, it's run too hard doesn't quite make it the cut nowadays. Nope, nope. Okay, so really quiet night as far as what's on the calendar, Scuddy. But all eyes are going to be on U.S. Treasuries. Hey, how, how are we set up, you know, as we wrap this Asian session here? Uh, when I last look, nominal 10 years, we're trading just above 1.58%. So no great change in what we saw on Friday's close. I will put the caveat on that is that I was looking at some, uh, some research after one of the investment banks of the States over the weekend, and there's a clear pattern emerging where there's not too much movement in, uh, in yields and US yields in the Asian time zone, but there has been notable selling pressure coming through in Europe and US time zone. So interesting to see how the market digests this 1.9 trillion stimulus, of course, most people knew it was coming. We'll be discussing it for months. But uh, that psychological impact, how it goes and filters through, particularly in light of the, uh, the strong non-farm payrolls report we saw on Friday and the OPEC Plus news, crude sitting at two-year highs. Uh, it's going to be very interesting to see how the markets, the willingness to go and take on uh, those 10 years at these levels, given there's so much new supply hitting the market again this week. 
We get a read on inflation in the U.S. later in the week. Tomorrow, we get the NAB business survey here in Australia. That's always an interesting one to gauge how businesses are feeling about those all-important investments they could be making, hiring. Uh, the employment component will be interesting to see confidence and conditions. So that's tomorrow. Tomorrow, we'll be chatting rare earths early in the morning with Jeff Atkins from Vital Metals. Looking forward to that one. The Big Picture, Paul Bloxham from HSBC, Tim Baker from Deutsche Bank. Luke Larative from Seneca Financial Solutions is always great for a few stock picks. And uh, we'll also be speaking with Simon Morris, who is the CEO of Genetic Technologies. No idea what they do. Have a clue. But uh, we'll be looking forward to finding out more about that at 3.30 p.m. local time. Scotty, we better give it a big wrap. I hope you have a good evening. You um, going to be jogging home? Uh, I'll be waltzing home. Let's put it that way. I, I don't I think ha- you might get rained on. It was so muggy don't today. Say, yeah, oh, no, look, I'll, I'll probably create more sweat than rain. But also, <laughs> don't need to get too personal. But yeah, put it this way. I've, uh, I've got to get some, uh, some weight off me. <laughs> oh, get fighting fit, Scotty. All right. Uh, look, hope everyone has a good evening. We'll, um, we'll hopefully speak with you tomorrow. Have Until a good next time. time.